officially start the podcast. This is season, uh, I don't know, five of our pod. Cinque? Is it five? No, it can't no. be. Season three of our three. podding? Yeah, I think so. Season three. Um, we have been we have been big F one fans for I think six years now. I you guys longer. want me to do it? You want a quick? Uh, I remember my first memory of F one. I don't know if that's oh, a great it. way to start it off. Kick us off, Andrew. So I recall it was I I went over to Preble Street at Charlie's, and you guys invited me over. It was like an early Sunday morning thing. I was like, "What the heck are these guys doing?" And then I get over there. I think Sam and Katie were there, Rob, Annie. I just thought you guys had this weird, like, weird tradition. And then I just couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off the, off the race. And then I was hooked since then. What a beautiful tradition. I have the exact same memory of being at Ward Street. And I was at Ward Street. I, off of Preble. For some reason, I, I, I thought we were watching it. We were going to either a race or the MS ride, and we were watching this. Oh, maybe I'm confusing it. No, Andrew, I do remember. Now Now I'm remembering the time you talk about where we actually had drinks and breakfast all yeah, together. Yeah, F1 lifestyle. I remember that was like a big hashtag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That I Definitely for my first F1 kind of real serious watch was at Charlie's Ward Street apartment. Yeah, I like to take a lot of credit. I, I, I remember, I forget how I first got into it, but... I think it was the attraction of the the fame and the fortune of Formula One was the first attraction. And then the racing really took over. But it was very early. It was back in uh, NetSuite days when we were on Summer Street, I think. And I think Charlie Aldrich was a big Ferrari wow. guy. So maybe we heard about it through him. Uh, and then we started was. watching. And then shortly thereafter, we we started going to Montreal. But we st- we were watching for a, a little while before we started making those trips. And uh, how many years have Charlie? Are you the most frequent uh, attendee of a Mon- the Montreal Grand Prix in this group? Well, John's been with me every year. But John's not here. But yes, but John's in South, yes. South America. I, I have missed never the missed first it. year. Yeah, I missed the first year. Wasn't invited. I, I think I got into. Uh, Formula One officially in 2014, the year after Vettel won his last championship, mm-hmm. and I was and that's part of the reason I was a Red Bull fan, obviously, and they haven't even sniffed a championship since. <laughs> wow! So, speaking of championships, um, the season is about to kick off. About little less than two weeks away next friday will be our first uh, or thursday maybe our first practice sessions and then saturday the the 14th is our first qualifying of the year which is going to be very very exciting down in melbourne Anana. yeah so so despite uh the quote cor- coronavirus um <laughs> we'll get to that they they have committed to holding the Melbourne Grand Prix, Melbourne. But uh, I have heard that because Italy has been so hard hit, some of the Italian teams might not be able to get everybody there. They might be quarantined. Well, that before could affect- we jump into such a heavy topic, uh, let's 
let's, what have we been up to the win, over the winter? I mean, let's not jump right into coronavirus. Don't need that negative energy around what, here. What have we been up to or what have the group? No, well, let's just go some yeah, personal F1 updates. or no F1? Let's go let's with do a little personal, personal updates. Update. You know what our, our fans want draw, to do? Draw what, what the do? listeners in. Draw a okay. bath for the listeners. If you <laughs> <laughs> and soak, soak <laughs> them with your a personal nice <laughs> warm. Everyone just left with the warm tub of podcast. memories. <laughs> <laughs> you go first, Rob. Um, let's see. The season ended around Thanksgiving. Christmas happened. Thereabouts. Got some good loot for Christmas. Went skiing at Fernie in British Columbia. Brought the two children with us on a over 12 hours travel day there and back. Uh, that was horrible. I don't recommend that to anybody. <laughs> As a witness to that whole travel, it didn't seem that bad. <laughs> Uh well I'm glad that we were able to put on a good face that that's a, that means a lot well well you were by far the grouchiest of your family oh well uh heavy is the head that bears the load or something like that uh, after Christmas came New Year's that was also still on the trip to Fernie um did some nice ski trips to Sunday River. Our a ski trip to Sunday River. Just got back from Key West, Florida, our annual uh, week-long excursion down there. The children are really quite a handful. Alive and well. Uh, yes. And uh, I'm excited for the season. McLaren's going to do well this year. You should feel, I think you should feel very excited for the season. Um, I can go. I just checking my calendar here. I feel like I was obviously during my holidays, I go back and forth from, you know, up and down the East coast, the Eastern, Eastern seaboard, seeing the whole family talking F1, spreading the good <laughs> word of the, of the podcast. Um, I recently just got a new phone and I very disappointed myself. I did not subscribe every phone in the store to, our podcast. Oh, that was a huge mess on my pillar. But I'll go back and I'll I will make this right. <laughs> um I also had a couple good I had a good Sunday river weekend. Obviously we had the men's ski weekend and VT. A lot of fun. I have a nice oh we're going to London this weekend. Uh stag do. Oh. Uh, uh Almost, almost disaster when our Airbnb got pulled out from under us, but Charlie came through or someone came through Grant did and saved the day. And then after that, I've got a week in Arizona, which I'm very much looking forward to. Just really sitting back, relaxing, and hopefully finishing Ulysses. Nice. I'm going to cancel. I was going to go to India, but I'm going to cancel that trip officially. Non-essential travel, cancel. Exactly. Non-essential. Smart, smart, smart. I'd like to add something that I joined Zwift um, over the <laughs> break and I love it. And if anybody else lifts out there, please friend me and we can go for a virtual bike ride together. Rob will <laughs> internet bully you unless you go biking with him. Yeah. He will virtually harass you until you. <laughs> um, what have I been up to? A lot of travel, which has been for leisure, which has been delightful. Um, leisure. December, Becky and I went out to wine country in California for a little rest and relaxation. Lovely, lovely time. San Luis Obispo? 
joined a wine club. Started in LA, drove up to you know, Sonoma. It's a fabulous time. Did you um, buy carbon offsets for that? Yep, no <laughs> doubt. I've been doing a lot of skiing, Killington, Sunday River, Killington. two mountains, Killington again. Um, I got LB back in dog training back in December. It was good. It was okay. Are you still with it or no? Training, training didn't really, doesn't really take effect on her. I could tell you that she does not know the word come. Well, she, she'll listen to her master. Maybe not you yet. We'll, we'll work on it. Give did me you a take, shock collar on that dog. Did you take her anywhere off leash? Yes, I did. I think and Rob she, doesn't know the ins and, and outs of letting LB off leash. She, can't she go, ran away from me. You can't go to the park exit. With even, even <laughs> so you, gotta, to the park stay in, you have to stay in the park for your whole kind life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, what else is going on? Uh, stag do coming up. Uh, the the parents are off in Southeast Asia, coronavirus territory. Um, yeah, more travel. Going to Miami, Las Vegas work trip. We'll see if that's canceled. Yeah. Been a delightful, been a delightful winter, but I'm looking forward to getting back into the, the Formula One world. We're in a, we're in a bit of a lull of, of sports. I yeah. the Bruins are really heating up, but I, I need F1 back in my life. I cannot wait to have some F1 watch parties. Me too. Big breakfast, endless pots of coffee, couple drinks. So speaking of uh, the new year, obviously we we'll, we'll get into the results of testing a little bit, but I wanted to talk about couple new things that are hitting us this year one we have a new driver um i believe his name is nicholas latifi 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 um he's got an interesting background uh, esteban ocon is rejoining the grid for those of our newer fans you can talk about him and give us give his background and then also Vietnam, which is, I think, uh, the third race on the calendar. So I wanted to talk about each of those. I'll take Latifi. I did a little research on him prior to the pod today. And he's, he's a rich man's son. We got another oh, Lance Stroll on our hands. Ooh, um, a Montreal guy. His, well, no, yeah, he, he's Iranian-Canadian, I think. Yeah. Um, his father... Owns a couple businesses, super rich. Recently gave, I think, like 200 million pounds to McLaren as an investment. And there's a lot of speculation that he was going to get a seat at McLaren because of the investment. That never came to fruition for whatever reason, maybe because he's not that good. And I was looking at his results. He's he's raced in Formula 2. He's been in uh, Formula 3 and other uh, Porsche and Renault series, but the results are not spectacular. So I think this is just a pure money play from Williams, and they can't fault the They board. need it. So, yeah. you know, do you guys, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's very, in professional sports, typically, you know, there's only so far you can go just, you know, relying on money. In most all other sports, you can't do this kind of thing. It's kind of a little bit takes it away from it, doesn't it? Yeah. For me, it does. I yeah, mean, on I def- the one hand, I, I like to throw shade on these guys that just buy a seat. Yeah. But when you remember back, I think Nicky Lauda just bought himself a seat and he was awesome. That's so true. I, I like the element that you can make your way in. 
although it's just rich people making their way in. Right. right. So, I mean, they, they talk about it being the 20 best drivers in the world. They're not. Not. It's the 20 best drivers of the rich people who can afford to race. So, yeah, it does take away a lot. And I love seeing – I mean, that's why Lance Stroll is so hateable. I know. Like I, if, he, I will, if he had worked for his seat, we wouldn't hate on him so much. I will I never. Would. I will never root for Lance Stroll. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Lando Norris is a nice, humble guy. From well, I, that's yeah, I agree. I like Lando a lot. I think I think that's why I find the Red Bull program so enjoyable. They oh. purposely try to promote guys that have been in their racing program, and some of them obviously come from rich families. You have to be rich to support uh, a young lad coming up in the racing ranks. But I like how Red Bull purposely goes and tries to find talent yeah. on uh, Alpha Tori, whatever their new Alpha name Tori. is. Like like an Albon kind of guy. Yeah, I, I love Albon. We'll get to Albon. Me too. I love Albon. Too. Um, Rob, you want to cover off Ocon for those of our listeners who don't know? So Ocon is a great F1 character because he famously <laughs> got into it with Max in Brazil in 2018. And then Max pushed Ocon like a little bitch can we say that are we explicit uh, we're explicit but we crown upon it okay b-i-t-c-h as i say in front of my children sometime <laughs> your um, mom is such a <laughs> so uh okan then lost his seat to, to a little rich boy lance stroll of all people and uh was a mercedes reserve driver last year and now he is at renault um I think Mercedes would have liked to keep him in the family, but Toto Wolff, as his manager, didn't wanted him to get a ride more than he wanted to keep him in Mercedes' family. So he's uh, driving. He took uh, Hulk's seat at Renault. Yeah, he's going to be ri- driving with Ricardo. Did you guys have you gotten to the episode where uh, Drive Ocon, to Survive yeah. season two, yeah. where Ocon guys- is featured? Would you guys follow the? Uh, I'm sorry, it's a it's a good tie-in. We're gonna keep on doing. <laughs> no, it. I, ha- I have like, not follow the agenda. Not, I have okay, not well, gotten well, there. Andrew, now okay, I'd so, like you to cover off Thailand yeah. as a re- resident Thai expert. I, I will, but also I'd like to say <laughs> that I watched it. I won't say what show, but I was watching a TV show <laughs> where Okan was featured, and I have to admit that after watching that, I can totally see why Max wanted to just beat beat the hell out of them. He's he's such a little wiener. I mean, he just. Hangs on to Toto Wolf. He's his little whipping boy. He definitely doesn't deserve that seat. And I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rooting against him all year. Can't stand the guy. I gotta I gotta see the episode. He he yes, is one of those. Funny. Okan is one of those. Comes from a poor background and has made it on talent. Oh, so is he? That he does have that going for him. Shoot, but I haven't seen that episode wow, either. Andrew. Um, but it sounds hating like I'm gonna hate him. Hating on the poor's. He just seems like he's just a lackey for Toto Wolf. It just makes me sick. No. Toto Wolf is an impressive. Toto Wolf guy. is very powerful. Why is Toto? I don't understand. Why is Toto Wolf managing Esteban Ocon and running Mercedes? Does that seem weird to you guys? He's, like, he's what, managing like, everybody on that team. He's, is a that, power, he's a power player. Okay, I just feel like he's got more important things to do than manage Esteban Ocon. Yeah, I mean, but. I think those teams are always trying to cultivate driver talent and that includes a reserve driver. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Okay. Ocon's dad is a mechanic who owns a garage. So he owns a garage. Yeah, He's the CEO of a garage. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not dirt poor. Jeez. Raising the silver spoon in his mouth. (laughs) 
So, so Thailand. <laughs> so anyway, Thailand. Um, Carolyn's mom just got back from Thailand. So yeah. we're going to quarantine. There's no more, there's no Thai Grand Prix though. What's the tie in here? The tie in. Sorry. <laughs> I've been saying I Thailand not, and I meant Vietnam the whole time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a racist. <laughs> They'll look the same. Much, really? Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no. we're going <laughs> we're gonna, to we're gonna quarantine uh, Anne, I think for a couple of weeks. She wanted to come up to Boston. I said, uh-uh, no way. You can stay with Charlie. Don't and... you think she was <laughs> tested extensively on her way back in the country? Uh, I'd like to yeah, think so, but maybe took not. Took her temperature, but it could be in. Uh, yeah. Okay. Smart. Let's quarantine yeah. her. Anyway, let's quarantine her. But yeah, I think what the tie, oh, the tie in is that, well, one, my main man now, Alex Albon, is Thai, half Thai. Great, great backstory. You'll see that on the show that I watched, won't name a name. And then, yeah, the Vietnamese Grand Prix. When I saw that, I, I was going through the app yesterday, and then I forgot that we were going to have a race in Vietnam, and I was, I was really excited about it. I think that's going to be an awesome, just look at their culture, kind of see what those people, what the uh, fans are like there. I don't remember. Is that the course with the really high banks or is that? A different no, that's uh, the Dutch Grand Prix. This is, this is the long, long like a, straightaways and ooh. then very tight turns. Yeah. Airpins. It almost looks like Azerbaijan Star. kind of its configuration. I think it looks like, uh, it reminds me a little bit of, the Mercedes-Benz three-pointed star. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what the lower left-hand part looks like. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the phallic oh, symbol. boy. Um, okay, so Vietnam is actually race number three. The oh, Hanoi circuit. Ready for this tie-on? Tie-in, which I believe Ross Braun, or Carey, sorry, Chase Carey, have committed to, even though with the coronavirus going on, he's committed to... Australia, Bahrain, and Vietnam. Now, Rob, you can pick up with your. Those are all low impact countries. I mean, yeah, but you were you were saying some of the Italian teams might not be able to send their engineers and and support. So how does that? Yeah. So the question play out. The question is, uh, well, the chatter today was kind of, will there be if if there's something like three or four teams that can't go or are compromised, what are they going to do with? Like they've they're in so deep financially, I don't think they can cancel the races. They can't reschedule all these races. Do they so, do something where like they're half points because not everybody could race? I, I don't know. Oh, that sounds like a horrible no. option. So we know China's postponed, right? Is yeah. it? Yeah. China's in yeah. forty-five days, two hours, and five minutes. Not anymore. Not yeah. Not right now. Um, so obviously, Italy is in September, so that's a long way away. They have some time to figure it out there. Japan is in October. Those seem to be the only high impact countries right now on the on the calendar schedule. It'll be everywhere. Don't worry. Exactly. So I mean, are they actually going to change what they just they just race? Like? Yeah. Yeah. So, Not worried about it. What if it goes to Canada? Will you guys still go? It's already in Canada, so yes. Yeah. Be going. Yeah. I mean, it, I may have even had it already. It sounds like unless you're old and decrepit, you it doesn't. It's nothing. We, and we know how you feel about old people. Do we? Am I on record? <laughs> You're about to be. <laughs> anyway. uh, yeah, I'm not changing how I'm... I'm not changing what I'm going to do. I live my yeah. life. Shoot my shot. Totally. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we just wrapped up two weeks of preseason testing. So I want to talk a couple of the 
the takeaways. Let's go kind of team by team, but yeah, let's go team by team. Let's start with I, I like, number one. I, I just like to say something a little over a little overarching. Did I felt like it was a bit of a letdown. Why? Just yeah. testing? Yeah. I, they shortened testing, so it was only three weeks each, three days each week. Um, and I feel like everybody's sandbagging or doing like holding back. So there wasn't really anything to, to take away from it. Well, I, let's hear. I, I, well, should we first conclude on that? Do we think everyone's sandbagging? I don't think so. Nobody was running at race pace. Come on. Well, I hope that, Ferrari wasn't. That doesn't mean they're not putting out a, a kind of close approximation of what their car is going to be. I mean, yeah, they might not be all... I don't, I don't think it means a lot to look at the timetables and the kind of speed traps, but I think you can start to get a sense of reliability and the way teams are talking, I think you can get, start to get a sense of confidence and start to okay. place the grid. But I totally agree. There's a, always a big jump into Australia and things change quite drastically, but that's every year. Yeah, I mean, we don't, I don't have to remind you about what last year coming out. No, you don't. Testing, I was on a, you know, cloud nine. I was just already locked up. Probably got a shirt saying Vettel World Champion. And, <laughs> and we know how that story played out. So, so, so how are you feeling this year with their result? I, they... I actually, I, I'm actually very, I'm so quietly encouraged by. So people who haven't been following testing, yeah, give them so a little background them, on what's happening. So basically what happened was this. Mercedes looks like they're, you know, world-class. They're absolutely the team to beat again. Whereas Ferrari seems to have taken a step backwards. Red Bull's clear number two. And, and actually it seems like there are some teams that were in the midfield that could now challenge Ferrari for uh, being in the top three this year. So Ferrari doesn't, did not look strong. Um, but, but what a lot of people think is that they were not bringing, bringing their full, you know, their full performance of what they, what they will have. And they were kind of doing some scenarios and testing some things that they were not as good at last year, like in the corners where it seems like they have picked up some pace. So it's yet to be seen whether on straights, they're still as fast as they were last year, which is their big advantage. Um, you know, but Bonotto was very much saying, you know, he was kind of either, he may have an awesome poker face, but he was basically saying we are not as I'm worried about where we're at right now. Did, did you hear that bit where Mattia Bonotto, one of his uh, criticisms of himself for last year was he didn't play the politics appropriately. So, so I think, I, he, I think he might have a really good poker face. I think, I think he might. I, I mean, I, I hope so. Cause I, I can't see them. Why would they take such a big step backwards? It seems strange to me, but yeah, I think, well, I think they'll be fine. Well, one, one theory being tossed around is, that uh, Ferrari was doing something illegal with their engine last year. Well, they and, they have settled. Yeah, yeah, and so that's that's part of the issue. Is if if there were if there were no issue, why would what's there what's there to settle? And if there is an issue, why didn't we hear? Hey, Ferrari did something illegal, and this is the punishment. This is very sketchy that the FIA said there was a quote settlement. And it is, it is kind of weird for. A, uh, you know, a sports governing body like that to reach a settlement with a team. It's like, oh, like a, a baseball team uses steroids, they're just going to settle? No, they, they find their, they find them. It's weird. But yeah. we shall see. Well, yeah. Leclerc is 
talking pretty positively, I think overall about the car. So I think they'll, I think they'll be fine. I think that you, you're, you're you seem to be pulling a Charlie by already pulling, putting Red Bull number two. And I yeah. know you don't actually believe that. So. No, I do. I do believe it. I think they will finish Australia number two. I'm not saying for the year. I'm just saying for Australia, they will be the clear yeah. number two. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how teams balance developing their cars early in the season and looking forward to the 2021 where the new regulations are starting to build that out, that car out early. I've read that we can maybe expect very fast development over the first quarter, third of a season, and then cars will be set. So I think there's a lot at stake in the first few months of the season. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that too, but it just seems like a big risk. I mean, this is a whole have so many hours. This is a whole yeah. year, though. I mean, this is a championship. It's not people aren't going to be like, oh, the twenty twenty championship that didn't really count for anything because people are moving. If you got a dog of a car, yeah, you'll throw in the towel, but you do that every year. I just can't see anybody who has a realistic shot of doing fairly well saying, oh, we've got a turn our attention to next year next year's next year that's always been the case well i think that's a criticism a realistic criticism of formula one is that there isn't that much drama to the constructors standings right now mm. mercedes well, ferrari okay. red bull yeah fourth is somewhat of a interesting fight but i'm hoping i'm hoping that midfield battle really heats up this year well so, there's also talk that some of the midfield teams may be making the leap uh you want course, everyone? i just talked about it actually I, I think, I think, you know, racing point McLaren's keeping yeah. their head down, but, um, we could see some great things out of McLaren. And there's a lot of talk about in the first couple of races, the pink Mercedes just being very fast because it's just a copy of the Mercedes car. I, so I watched, we know that's a fast car. This is I racing watched point for the paddock. Yeah. Racing point. I watched paddock pass with Will Buxton the great Will Buxton and I was I'm legitimately scared of racing point. I think they're going to be right nipping on the heels of Ferrari. It seems like they're a carbon copy of Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as we criticize uh, Lance Stroll, I think daddy Stroll might actually <laughs> be pumping enough money into this team and managing yeah. it appropriately that they, I mean, I think there were a lot of frowns in the paddock about, well, yeah, this is not against the rules to kind of just go and copy the Mercedes car, even though you don't have the specs necessarily, but it's not very sporting. So uh, I think they're, they're going to be crapped on a bunch this year, especially if they start to do really well. Well, I don't get that. Why? I mean, why would that, why is that? So I think they're, they're, they're implying that Mercedes is, is giving them more information than just Uh, selling them an engine. So just to clarify, did we did we say that the racing point looks just like last year's Mercedes? Yeah. Have you seen the pictures? It's no, no. I, remarkably I, I'm similar. just just giving people background. Oh. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. And yes, there is some tie-in between Mercedes and Racing Point in terms of the engine deal, but the other teams, like remember when Haas looked was buying as many parts from Ferrari as was possible possible. And they looked yeah. a lot like Ferrari. So why is this that much different? I mean, I, look, I think it's a little bit, you're kind of, 
you're not showing creativity if you're not doing your own car from scratch. But the name of the game here is to win, to build a fast car. And so if you're allowed to just, I mean, everybody's always copying other people. So I'm really of two minds. It's a copycat league, just like all sports, football, NFL. I, I, I guess it's kind of like you'll never be, you'll never be number one if you're just copying other people. But I don't think Racing Point ever had the goal of being number one because they're not good enough. They're trying to be three, four, five. They might do that. It also seems like it might be like how did how could you not try to like imitate the car that's been winning the championship for how many years in a row now? Well, how do you, how do you not just copy? Yeah, but there's a difference between imitating and be like, oh, that's a good idea, like that arrow concept, and bringing out what looks like a car with a different paint job on it. <laughs> I mean, it's a little excessive. I think that's what people are rebelling against. So how did they get that then? So they, so literally some guys on Mercedes just gave them their exact specs. Couldn't you just do it with pictures? A 3d printer. I think there's so much more behind these cars, but maybe it's yeah, a I guess supposedly printer. for the arrow. Well, we don't, we don't know anything about the interior. Like they might not have all of the interior cool stuff that Mercedes had that <laughs> made it work. We'll see, have, I guess. Have you ever heard the old, the age old debate? The question was asked, could you make a 3D printer from a 3D printer? It's not a debate. <laughs> In which case, 3D printers would go out of business because once you have one, you can just reprint them. Anyway. God, you guys have such a misunderstanding not, 3D printing. <laughs> it's, embarrassing. it's embarrassing for you to even discuss this. Okay. Can't can we just think to- I'm on the wrong side of this argument. <laughs> Should we get to the, um, the show? What's next? What's next? Time? No, yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't even talk about the DAS system that Mercedes came out with. Oh, DAS. we didn't even talk about most of the teams. So yeah. So we're just moving on. No. So, <laughs> no, so Mercedes no, no. looks very strong. Ferrari looks extremely troubled. No, but we already talked extremely relative, troubled. relatively yes. troubled. Uh, Red Bull looks kind of, like, you're quiet. just blowing through teams now. So Red Bull, well, I want I, to cover I agree all the teams before we move on. Don't need a, uh, extensive rec- talk about red bull i'm cautiously optimistic the drivers seem pretty pumped there's some chat that the car is a little skittish but uh looks pretty good through the turns again it's just whether the honda power stands up uh, so that could be cautiously optimistic that they might be able to pull off second place here mclaren has been very quiet about what's happening so i think that's a good sign um cars haven't like blown up or caught on fire like in years past uh, Renault had some very impressive times. I think that could be one of those scenarios. I just have never, I never have faith in Renault because I think they run by idiots. I think that'll that'll be one of those drop offs where they they showed too much maybe in where they actually were mm-hmm. trying to run really fast and testing, and then everybody else will turn it up. What what about the other midfield teams? Any thoughts on Alpha Tori, the the former Toro Rosso? I haven't heard look- much from them. Low midfield, I'd have to say. Yeah, probably low back midfield. Alfa Romeo could be pretty good. Yeah, Haas looks like it's going to have another tough year. Same with Williams. Uh, yes, Williams will be in last, but they're. I, I think not, I saw something. Not a second off. The pace. Yeah, they're not no half longer a second, second off. off. I saw some crazy statistic about them. I'm going to try to find it here in a second. That they had almost a one percent improvement. On uh, since the last uh, Abu Dhabi race, 
on times around the track and, and top speed. So uh, that's, that's a, crazy. That's a big jump. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then racing point. Yeah. They might be very good team to so, watch. Yeah. Racing. Uh, I love, I like Renault's livery, the all black. It's, I think it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Alpha Tori's kind of, white White and dark navy blue blue. yeah Yeah. that's pretty sweet livery everything else is pretty much the same i think across the the board subtle changes williams has a different one oh improvement over that hideous car they had last year last year was terrible yeah i'm excited for the season to go i mean testing testing didn't do it for me this year as i said so how far are you through? I agree. Testing didn't really do it for me either. I started to watch Drive to Survive. I'm five episodes in. Andrew, I think you sound like you're quite quite a far. I think how I many episodes in. are there? Ten. Ten. All right. I, I think I'm I on one f- left. Four. And mm-hmm. listen, listeners, watch Drive to Survive before the season. This is something you can do for yourself. Yeah. You have what? Two weeks. So it's so, do it. it's so good. I think they it's should just, try to release this a week or two before ooh, than we right. currently have. A week earlier? Maybe that, that first Friday of testing, so we have another week to get all these shows in. I mean, I'm going to blitz through it, no doubt about it, but you know, the average fan might not. I love, I love the timing of it. I think it's just <laughs> perfect. I mean, it got me. I was home alone all weekend, so you know, granted, I just was able to blitz right through it, but <laughs> it got me so jazzed up. Holy heck. So I, they do a, they do a good job creating storylines. Yeah, What's your, I, I did think the the first couple episodes I kind of thought, well, I watched this all last season. Like the Haas dynamics are are just identical to last year. Um, what was the second episode about? I think that was about Ricardo leaving. Signs, signs, Ricardo. Yeah, it's like there were a bunch of repeat. I don't know if those those first two episodes for me, I was thinking is this just the exact same storyline over again? And then it's, I think three into four, the Albon episode was awesome. Yeah. Um, so it really took off kind of after those, for those first couple of episodes for me. And I'm excited for the, the second half. I mean, the way, the way they make the midfield seem so exciting is just, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I, I think last year, definitely I made an effort to pay attention. I think I'll do it even more this year. Um, even, they brought drama and intrigue to the Williams paddock. I don't know if you guys are at that one yet, but it is awesome. You got to wait until you hear Buxton talk about Charlie's main man, Patty, <laughs> Patty Wolf, <laughs> <laughs> Patty Lowe. Um, that is, that's some good drama. There's some backstory there and we haven't heard the last of that story for sure. Mm-hmm. You heard it here. I look forward to that. Um, I think I just have one episode left. Can we, can we probably have you, you haven't seen the Albon episode, right? No, I think he might be my favorite driver. He's great. It's perfect that I have a driver that's actually likable on Red Bull now. Cause I'll admit it. Max Verstappen is not likable. He, He's just talented. I mean, this, that season, this season of drive to drive makes it even more. I mean, he is just so detestable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm happy Mercedes and Ferrari are part of it this year. Minimally. You can't, you can't have an F1 story without those two. Like, they, they, I think I just normal. watched the episode where they were like the dark days at Mercedes. I was like, wow, you really were able to uh, 
pull a rabbit from a hat where you're making the Mercedes episode about how, how they're struggling so much. They won the driver's championship and the constructor championship. Their episode is about them struggling at Germany. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was the most dramatic part of the season from Red You're not just going to have an episode on them winning all the time. Yeah, but they're but but that team rooting for that team is like rooting for the Yankees. It's like rooting for the the Hawks and Mighty Duck. Like, don't make it out like they're some struggling team in 1950s outfits. It's not. I, them. I think you're not watching close enough. If that's your takeaway, I think it's about Toto Wolf running that team with an iron fist. He's like the most typical German uh, car- caricature I've ever, I've ever seen. They really highlighted uh, Lewis's radio stuff. They did a good job of in the uh, Monaco episode. They, you know, how he was just complaining. Oh, there's no way. There's no way, man. I'm toast. Of course he wins the freaking race. What a joke. You know, I, 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 have, I don't think I've seen that footage yet, but I think I think Lewis Hamilton looks pretty. I I like him more after what I've seen so far. I, I, I know, yeah. I, he comes off as so phony, but I think he's actually pretty sincere in some of this stuff. I um, I can't get past the. Does he? Do, sorry, maybe you guys talked about this, but does he still take a private jet, or he now does commercial? I would say definitely not commercial. I think he sold his private jet. Okay, so subtle differences. So he needs to just cut it with all this. You know, plastic in the, the house, planet, man. I mean, just get out of here with that. Awful. Well, I'm okay with him talking about it. He's right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Can't talk about it. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've got. Um, trying to think if there are any other characters. I think Carlos Sainz comes off really well. Really hard worker. I think actually, you know, you know who was really um, featured was uh, Pierre Gasly. Yeah, super big feature in this season. And I felt he bad for him. Get, yeah, I felt bad for him too. He was he was just in his whole in, in his own head the whole time. Yeah, you know, you know who didn't? You know who I got frustrated with? You'll get to this one is uh, uh, George Russell. He kind of bothered me a bit. I've never liked him. I mean, he's he's a rookie. He's like kind of complaining about the Williams performance. And to me, it's like, if you're an F1 driver, if you could be in a better ride, you would be in a better ride. He has kind of that whiny voice too. Yeah. I'm not a Russell guy. Me neither. Hmm. I don't mind him. (laughs) Sure, there's a Russell guy. (laughs) The Russell Verstappen on the next presidential ticket for this guy. Not a political pod. <laughs> Super Tuesday <laughs> is tomorrow. But not a political pod. All right. Well, great podcast. Um, I look forward to recapping the Australian Grand Prix in two weeks' time. I mean, oh, let's talk are we about doing a live watch? Let's do talk about, I, well, <laughs> I certainly will be, but I do have the benefit of time zone because I will be in Arizona, which I think is three hours earlier. And the race later. Is, I think that's going to be uh, worse later, for you. Sorry. Oh, is it? No, because no. it will be like ten. The, the race is ten o'clock. Good material. The race right is here. at one ten a.m. <laughs> in so the East Coast, I, right? On the East Coast. So I will be watching it. Yeah, at ten o'clock. 10. Okay, that's that's pretty nice. Then that's Perfect. nice. So yes, like every year, I will be watching it live, and then I will tell you guys 
how it, how it goes. So Maybe we should March 15th at 1 a.m. Yeah. I might get up to watch that. <laughs> Rob, I'm telling you, you you will not dis- you will not be disappointed. I have a I have a you, really bad day. I have to take care of the children all by myself. Thing. You already know that. Yeah, and he's doing a half marathon. So. Oh my god! I think if you, oh, mm, I think if you go to bed, that's dangerous. You go to bed like I, eight. I need to go to. I'm thinking like maybe I go to bed like seven, wake up, watch yeah. a race, go back to bed. Rob, it's oh, yeah. so it's so worth it. Oh what if McLaren wins? You have a I mean, I you have a there. year of bragging to these fools that they didn't watch it live. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm watching live. <laughs> Actually, if I don't watch it at one a.m., I'm not sure when I will watch it. You have to watch it one a.m. I'll be up. Well, we we can be texting. Oh, okay, we can text. All right, all right. Why Wait, not? you're you're probably going to need a new Zwift setup where you have a second TV where you can Ooh. you can watch your DVR. So that could be a total race. game changer if I am able to work out while watching F1. That I, is, I don't think this is going to be if you are able to. You're going to be forced to do that's this. That's a double. That's that's a really smart way to do that. I need double another down. iPad then. Hey, hey, bring me a beer. I'm Zwifting. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, get out of here. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I look forward to telling everyone how that went. Guys, nine days, 23 hours, and 43 minutes away. Mm. So, to till the, the start, start of, of the race the, weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Not till the race day. Right. That would be that's almost, a few days. That would be 13 more. days. That's a few days more. Yep. I, so, I think uh, come P1, P2, uh, FP1 and FP2, we're going to have a good sense of how the cars look much better than we did in testing. So what's that? Thursday, the 12th, we should probably have a good sense of what the pecking order looks like. I actually good enough. I don't think so. I, I think qualifying. Um, oh, I, think, I think the I think race for, actually is. What I think there's really know. Yeah, different team. Well, I know you're kidding, but I'm serious. <laughs> Teams are doing different strategies during those practices. And, and it's so like it's, I don't think anybody knows what their fuel loads are and whether they're trying for long run pace or short run pace. It's too hard to read those results. Don't talk about other people's loads, but more importantly, if, <laughs> if, if Ferrari doesn't make it out of Q1, I still think they're sandbagging. That's not, that's not their real car. If they don't make it out of Q1. <laughs> Andrew's going to just be delusional all season long. <laughs> no, long, no, they're holding their real play. car for the other half of the season. For Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yes, Marina holding out <laughs> oh man good stuff all right okay uh peas and peas to brower yeah he'll 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 improve don't worry room room yeah, john's not bit. on the pod this evening because his dog yes his dog is is not dog. dead just had a, a medical oper- operation an outpatient procedure he's been fixed <laughs> all, all right, right. so Thank long you. cheers